Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Jesus, we worship you. You are our friend, not just our master, but our friend. Because you are personal, you are interested in us, and you want to have a relationship with us. We recognize that everything we need is found in you. Lord, I pray that every day we will grow deeper in love with you. As we turn to your word, I pray that you'll anoint your word and that you'll speak to us through your word and that your word will go deep into our hearts and it will call us to be the people that you want us to be. All of this for your glory and for your honor in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen, amen, and amen. I want you to pull out your Bible and your notebook as we dive into God's word. Here in person, if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, I want you to shake them and say, where is your Bible? Where is your Bible? Where is your Bible? And uh, feel free to see if they say, oh, I have it. Tell them, show me your Bible. And make sure they have a notebook where they're going to write what God is going to tell them today. And uh, online and on air, once again, you're welcome. Come will you grab your Bible and your notebook. We're going to study God's Word together. Watoto Church, are you ready for God's Word? Amazing. Our theme this year as the Watoto family is pioneer again. Everyone say pioneer again. What God has done at Watoto Church over the last 39 years is nothing short of a miracle. From 75 people, the very first service, Easter weekend 1984, Today, there's more than 35,000 people that call Watoto Church their home. There's more than 5,000, 6,000 little boys and girls that have been rescued and raised to be godly transformational leaders that are going to rebuild the cities and the nations for the glory of God. Millions of lives transformed by the power of the love of Jesus. What God has done here at Watoto Church is nothing short of a miracle. I want us to lift up a hand of praise and celebrate God for his faithfulness over the years. That's why we're so excited about the days that lie ahead. We're excited about the future. God is not done. This is just the beginning. We want to continue going after the vision he has given to us to bring healing to the cities and the nations. We're going to reach the lost. We're going to rescue the vulnerable. And we're going to continue raising godly transformational leaders so that we may see healing to come, the healing coming to every city and nation. You see, our total church vision is an expression of the great commission that Jesus gave to his disciples in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 to 20. It is a vision to disciple individuals, a vision to disciple communities, cities, and nations for the glory of God. Jesus, just about to return to his father, turn to his disciples in Matthew 28 and 19 to 20. This is what he said to them. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus not only gave them a vision 
and a commission. Jesus also gave them divine power to fulfill this divine assignment. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, that they were gathered on a day like this. And in Acts chapter 2, while worshiping the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord fell so heavy in a room like this. And they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they went about the mission and the vision that Jesus had given to them. The divine power equipped them with everything they needed to do whatever it took to fulfill the mission that Jesus had given to them. In the very same way, Watoto Church, God has given us a very clear vision. And he's also given us the divine power, Holy Spirit power to fulfill the vision. Amen. But I have good news for you. Not only has God given Watoto Church a vision and the divine power to fulfill that assignment, God has given you purpose on your life and has given you the divine power to fulfill the purpose he has placed on you. You will be what God wants you to be in Jesus' name. And so to inherit the future that God has for us, it's going to take a complete wholehearted commitment to the Lord and what he is doing right here at Watoto Church. That's why we're starting a brand new series. And we're calling this brand new series, Fully Devoted. Everyone say, Fully Devoted. And over the next number of weeks, we want to help you understand from God's word what it means to be a fully devoted disciple of Jesus. We want to teach you from God's word what it means to be fully devoted to Jesus so that we can each deeply and intimately experience all that Jesus is and all that he has in store for us. Fully devoted. Can I just start by saying that it is absolutely impossible to do anything great if you're not fully devoted. If you want to build a great family and a great marriage that honors the Lord, you're going to have to be fully devoted. Husbands, you're going to learn to take your wives out. Wives, you're going to have to learn to spoil your husbands. To boil him that great showering water and that cold cup of juice. If you belong to the stingy men's association of Uganda, you will not have a great marriage and a great family. You have to build a relationship with your spouse. You have to build a relationship with your children. It takes a fully devoted man and woman as husband and wife to build a great family. You cannot build a great company, organization, or business if you're not fully devoted. You're going to have to think through the strategy. You're going to have to think through how you resource the vision. You're going to have to think through which member of the team fits where. You're going to have to begin to think about the culture of the organization. And then you're going to give your blood, sweat, and tears to ensure that the vision you have in your heart and in your mind comes to pass. You're going to have to be fully devoted. Listen, you cannot build a great career without being fully devoted. You're going to have to go to school. And you're going to have to read hard. And after graduating, you're going to study hard again. And after studying hard, you're going to study hard again. 
You're going to have to show up at work before anyone and you're going to have to live after everyone. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to put in the hours. To build a great career, you must be fully devoted. In the very same way, you cannot be an effective disciple of Jesus if you are not fully devoted. Watoto Church will never bring about healing that Jesus wants to see in the cities and the nations if we are not fully devoted. Jesus expressed this call to full devotion because you see, Jesus' call on your life as his disciple is a, a call to full devotion. And so in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24 to 25, Jesus turned to his disciples and this is what he said. If anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake will find it. That is life with me for all eternity. The call of Jesus on your life as a disciple is a call to be fully devoted. However, what we observe is, is different. There are so many people that claim to be disciples of Jesus, but are not fully devoted. And the Bible calls those people lukewarm. They have a half-hearted approach in their devotion to Jesus. And as a pastor, I get to counsel so many people. I get to talk to so many people about the issues going on in their lives. And I realize we grapple with many issues that we do because we are not fully devoted to Jesus. But I've also observed that there is a form of Christianity that is taught today that Jesus. It subtly lowers the expectation and the weight of the call that Jesus makes to those who choose to follow him. And as a result, it gets increasingly hard to tell between a true disciple and a fake disciple. Why? Because the disciples of Jesus today are failing to rise to the call to carry their cross. What other church? It is important, it is important that you and I stand up and step out to be fully devoted followers of Jesus. The disciples spent three and a half years with Jesus. He was their master, he was their friend. 
And they were fully devoted to Jesus. And their devotion to him was fueled by the power of his life. The transformational power of his love. His teachings. His miracles. His death. His resurrection. They were fully devoted to him. Yes, at some point they even rejected him and ran away. But when they saw the resurrected Christ, it's like there was a switch that went on in their life. Suddenly they believed that everything he said was true. And they gave themselves for him to the point of dying for the mission that he gave to them. They were fully devoted. Completely devoted. The story of James, the son of Zebedee, the brother of John, who was a disciple of Jesus, is that he was beheaded and stabbed. And on the day that he was beheaded and stabbed, the man that had accused him and goaded him to that place where he was going to be murdered. So James refused to renounce his faith in Jesus. And after he was killed, his accuser gave his life to Jesus and was beheaded immediately after him. James, the half-brother of Jesus, because he refused to renounce his faith in Jesus, was thrown over a wall a hundred feet down. He survived the fall. They followed him up and beat him to death. Peter, fully devoted to Jesus, Became the leader of the church after Jesus had returned to heaven. Died for his faith in Jesus. Crucified, but he insisted, crucify me upside down. I'm not worthy to die like my savior. Apostle Paul, who wrote more than two-thirds of the Old Testament. He was beheaded by Emperor Nero in Rome. He was fully devoted to Jesus and would not renounce his faith. Here at Watoto Church, we have a great example in our founders, pastors Gary and Marilyn Skinner, who left Canada to come to Uganda after a clear call from Jesus to plant this church. This was a country people were running away from, but they came and remained faithful. Many times they were robbed. Many times people attempted to take their lives. They fell into accidents and their cars crushed many times, but they never ever left and they stuck to the mission. Why? They were fully devoted to Jesus. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us to live lives that are fully devoted to Jesus so that we may inspire others to be fully devoted to him. So why must we be fully devoted to Jesus? Four things. I want you to write these down. We must be fully devoted to Jesus, number one, because Jesus commands it. We must be fully devoted to Jesus because he commands it. You see, in an army, when a commander gives an instruction, it is not discussed, it is not debated. You simply obey. Jesus is our master and Lord, and because he has commanded that we be fully devoted, we are fully devoted. Luke chapter 14, verse 25 to 33. The Bible tells us that one day, when a large group, or people were walking along with Jesus, he turned to them and told them, 
Anyone who comes to me but refuses to let go of father, mother, spouse, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even one own self, can't be my disciple. Anyone who won't shoulder his own cross and follow behind me can't be my disciple. Is there anyone here who, planning to build a new house, doesn't first sit down and figure the cost so you know if you can complete it? If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. Or can you imagine a king going into battle against another king without first deciding whether it is possible with his 10,000 troops to face the 20,000 troops of the other? And if he decides he can't, won't he send an emissary and work out a truce? Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. As a disciple of Jesus, there is no other way to follow Jesus. We must be fully devoted to Jesus. And we must understand that it's going to come at a cost. We must be willing to pay that cost. To follow our Lord and Master. He has given the command. He has called us to full devotion. And so we must be fully devoted. The Uganda martyrs are celebrated as heroes around the world because of their faith in Jesus. The gospel came to Uganda and young boys serving in the king's palace began to follow Jesus. The king required them to do certain things at once right. And they chose to honor Jesus instead of the king. The consequence of their choice is that they lost their lives. Today, we celebrate them as heroes. Why? They were fully devoted. They were willing to honor their master and disobey the king. Why? Because Jesus commands you and I. Jesus is not making a suggestion. Maybe you can be fully devoted. No. He commands. You cannot be my disciple unless you are fully devoted. But secondly, we must be fully devoted because it is our response to his devotion to us. It is important for you to understand, my friend, that Jesus is not asking you to do what he has not already done himself. Jesus is not asking you to do what he has not already done himself. Jesus demonstrated full devotion to us when he endured the cross and laid down his life for us. And he did this while we were still sinners. Before we could figure it out on our own. Before we could get things right, while we were still messed up, while we had rejected Jesus, the Son of God, He laid down His life for us. He demonstrated devotion to us. Therefore, we must be fully devoted to Him. Romans 
chapter 5 and verse 8 tells us, but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. First John chapter 4 and verse 10. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The punishment for our sin was laid on Jesus. He took it in our place. Today, all you have to do is put your faith in Jesus. Make him your Lord and Savior and all your sins will be washed away. He will fill you with his spirit and make you a child of God. He is fully devoted to you. He doesn't want any single one of us to perish but that we may all receive eternal life. He is devoted. He displayed it on the cross by laying down his life. And when we think about the love of God, when you begin to think about the mercy of God, when you begin to think about the grace of God, you cannot help but fully devote to him. Apostle Paul, who lived a fully devoted life to Jesus, begins to think upon the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus. And this is what he said, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. He was saying, friends, I want you to recognize with your own mind that God loves you. Recognize with your own mind that you have been showed grace that you don't deserve. Recognize with your own mind that there is mercy for you. And when you receive that love, when you receive that grace, when you receive that mercy, you cannot help but devote yourself to Jesus because he has shown his devotion to you. I know my own story. I was 14 years old. My life was so messed up. Messed up in my mind, messed up in my heart, messed up in my soul. I was a broken young man. When you looked at me on the outside, you couldn't tell, but I was lost in darkness. My life was going round in circles. I was headed nowhere. But I remember sitting upstairs in the downtown auditorium, 18th December 1998. I had the preaching of the gospel and that God loved me. And that day I gave my life to Jesus. And today I am still fully devoted to Jesus. 25 years later, why? Jesus showed his devotion to me even when I didn't deserve it. We must be fully devoted to Jesus. Because Jesus is devoted to us. But thirdly, we must be fully devoted to Jesus. Because it's the only way to change the world. You see, only when we live fully devoted lives to Jesus, shall we be able to effectively influence our families, our communities, our cities, and nations with a culture and the character of Christ that will bring about healing. Regardless of what part of the world you come from, our families, our cities, our communities, our nations are broken. And the answer is not political. 
And the answer is not another economic program. Transformation and healing is going to come when the people of God, full of the Spirit of God, fully devoted to God, consistently demonstrate the ways of Jesus so that they can defeat the ways of darkness around them. That's how transformation is going to happen. And you have to be fully devoted to that process. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 to 16, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bow. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the salt of the earth. Salt brings flavor to the food that we eat. I love Rolexes. In Uganda, we eat Rolexes. And a Rolex is when you get a chapati and you put eggs and you roll it. It is a roll that has eggs and this chapati is just absolutely amazing. Asian. Asian food. I really believe with all of my heart that there will be a Rolex in heaven. There will be Rolexes in heaven. And I'm believing God that near our mansion in heaven together with my wife and possibly to be called Jerusalem Street, the Rolex stand will be right just there next to us. And we'll have a chance to eat it every day. And some of you here in Uganda, when you begin to make that Rolex, you even want on top of the eggs to add some raw tomatoes. Try eating that without salt. Difficult to eat. But when you bring the salt, the flavor is there. You are the salt of the earth. You bring the God flavor wherever you are. You bring the flavor of God. When you join that organization, you bring the flavor of God. When you begin to live in that community, you bring the flavor of God. When you join that university and that school, you begin to bring the flavor of God. Suddenly people begin to get a test of who God is because you're in that place. You are the light of the world. When you turn on light, darkness has no option but to flee. When we bring the presence of Jesus, when we bring the character of Jesus, when we bring the culture of Jesus, love, patience, integrity, sexual purity, when we bring Jesus into a place, darkness has no option but to flee. Suddenly, integrity comes into that company and corruption can no longer stay there. Suddenly, students don't have to sleep around with lecturers in order to get their results. Suddenly, students can begin to demand lecturers to show up and teach. Oh, suddenly, show up in that organization and let coming will never be a part of that culture. Oh, you begin to become a lecturer in that university and dodging classes will be history. Oh, you begin 
a new chapter in your family life by leading your marriage with integrity and suddenly divorces history in the name of Jesus. You begin to disciple your children and teenage pregnancies will be history in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you're bringing the light and the darkness will disappear. Suddenly no demon in hell and no scheme of man can stand against your family. Why? You bring Jesus into the picture, the blessing and the power and the favor of God becomes active in that place. Satan and his demons have nothing against you. That is how Uganda will change. We are over 80% Christian, but we are one of the most corrupt nations in the world. Where are the people of God? Pastor, we are praying. Let your feet move in the direction of your prayer. When we are fully devoted and we're willing to lay down our lives, I tell you, give it a space of time. Uganda is going to be turned right side up. Your nation will be turned right side up for the glory of God. But finally, we must be fully devoted to Jesus because there is a reward for those who are fully devoted. Amen. Your full devotion to Jesus is not in vain. Jesus in Mark chapter 10 verse 29 to 30. Say truly I tell you. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields along with persecutions because that's part of the package. And in the age to come eternal life. In other words, not only will he bless us in this life for being fully devoted. There is coming a life where we will enjoy eternal bliss because we will be with our Savior forever. Our devotion on this side of heaven will be rewarded with eternity with Jesus forever. Wow! There is a reward. Jesus promised that he would honor our full devotion. So I want to encourage you, Watoto Church, run this race with perseverance. Do not give up. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Give him your all. Because your endurance to the very end will be rewarded. People may not understand why you're fully devoted to Jesus. And it might not make sense to you sometimes. But I'm here to encourage you. Hang in there. Because those who endure to the end shall receive a crown of life in Jesus' name. We must be fully devoted to Jesus because he commands it. Because it is our response to his devotion to us. Because it's the only way to change the world. And because there is a reward for those who are fully devoted. A prayer was found written on a piece of paper in a young African pastor's muttered body. This is more than a hundred years ago. It is unclear what led to his death, but this prayer that he wrote down was an expression that he was fully devoted to Jesus. This is what he wrote. I am part of the fellowship of the unashamed. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. 
The decision has been made. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed, my present makes sense, and my future is secure. I am finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, chintzy giving, and dwarfed goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I now live by presence, lean by faith, love by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by power. My pace is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My mission is clear. I cannot be bold, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, diluted, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice. Hesitate in the presence of adversity. Negotiate at the table of the enemy. Ponder at the pool of popularity. Or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go until heaven returns. Give until I drop. Preach until all know. And walk until he comes. And when he comes to get his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. Because my colors will be clear fully devoted to Jesus. So Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. We need to be fully devoted. I pray that we will hide your word in our hearts. And Lord, help us. Help us from this day on to live lives that are fully devoted to you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey.